Thanks for listening to the Faith Church Podcast. We are one church at five locations, streaming online every Sunday morning at live.faithishere.org. We hope that you're challenged and encouraged by today's message. And if you'd like to watch or listen to previous messages, or if you'd like to learn more about who we are as a church and how you can stay connected, head over to faithishere.org. Me and my wife, Angel, I want to introduce you to my wife, Angel. Angel, will you please stand up? She's my better half here. This is my wife. Me and my wife, Angel, have been here since about 2006. We've been uh, journeying with faith and growing and just, I'm living proof that if you'll just follow God's plan for your life, he's got something better for you ahead. You're looking at a walking, breathing miracle. And I just thank God for all that he's done and how he's impassioned me. There's two really great passions within me as as a pastor, and and one of those things is people development, and the other is planning churches. And I know the term people development can seem a little bit negative sometimes or or like off because it sounds like I'm trying to change people, but I'm not able to change people. Jesus does that. What What I do do, though, is I can see the potential in you for greater things. And I can speak life and vision over that because it's my goal as a pastor to equip you as the saints for the work of the ministry and to send you out so that you fulfill your purpose of what it looks like to go and fulfill the great commission that Jesus left us with, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where we make a difference. That's how we make a difference. See, I believe that intentional discipleship is what leads to intentional multiplication. And when we're intentional about discipleship, we intentionally multiply the church. And the church begins to grow. And there's a reason that we have to expand our reach and extend it. We saw it in the early church in Acts 2, where the apostles were faithful to stand up and just proclaim the good news to the people that were there. And it blew up. I mean, the 3,000 came to know Jesus in that day alone were saved. And they began and devoted themselves to the reading of God's word and the apostles' teachings. They met in homes. They, they, they did small groups together. They had meals together. They fellowshiped together. And as they did these things, it says something really interesting took place. At the very end, it says, each day were added more to them who were being saved. And if we'll just be faithful and obedient, God will lead us those people that we impact the most in our place of influence. But we have to be faithful to go to our place of influence if we're going to influence those with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you go on to the story in Acts 2, that's a pretty amazing story. We all love it. But around Acts 8, we get introduced to this guy named Saul comes on the scene he's disrupting the church he's persecuting christians and he does something else he causes them to scatter you know it's scattering was jesus intention for the church he was working through saul the whole time he had to scatter them how else were we to reach the world how else are we able to reach the low country unless we scatter so it could be said that while Jesus speaks when we come together, he is also honored and moves when we scatter with purpose into our individual places of influence. See, he's leading us and he's directing us 
to the place he needs to be. And we believe that next place is Knightsville, Ridgeville community. And we're going to be faithful and we're going to follow him. We're going to go on journey with him and what that looks like to make that even possible. But we've got to trust him for the outcome. And if we don't, we'll be hurting. Listen, I believe expanding God's kingdom is at the heart of the vision and mission of Faith Assembly of God. Here at Faith the Church, we want to expand God's kingdom. We exist to see people know God, grow together, discover purpose, and make a difference. And we do that by planting campuses. We plant campuses. How many enjoyed the series Grow? You really enjoyed it? pretty amazing series. We got to learn what it means to live out these four core values in our life, both personally as individuals, live it out in our own life, but we are also learning what that looks like to be the corporate church together and go and do that to our surrounding communities. See, I'm passionate about reaching those who are not here yet, and I like to think that you are too. See, Jesus said he came to seek and save that which was lost, which is humanity, you and me. And we play a vital role in what it means to go and fulfill the mission to our city and our nation and world by providing every man, woman, and child with the opportunity to see, hear, know, respond to the gospel. And we do that by heaving his hands and feet when we go to the cities that he's leading us to and by serving and loving people. See, our cities and its people are in need of the hope and healing that only can be found in the name of Jesus this morning. And we believe he has called us to be a movement of people who will see the mission forward in the Knottsville, Ridgeville community. So I want to share three things with you this morning that I believe is necessary when it comes to what it looks like to plant Ridgeville. What does it look like to plant Ridgeville? So if you will, will you please stand with me for the reading of God's word this morning? If you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to be in Joshua 1. I'm going to begin in verse 1. And I'll wrap up in verse 5. If not, you can follow along with me on the screen. It simply says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people in the land I'm giving them. Say them. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. Jump to verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I will not forsake you. What a promise. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, Lord, that you are always for us. You're not against us. God, we can trust you for the outcome of everything that we place in your hand. It's already there anyway. God, be with us. Speak to us today through your word. Move us and stir our hearts to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Now, I know that some of you don't really know who I am, and uh, I've been away from Somerville for quite some time. Uh, like I said, we've been here since 2006. Uh, when I got here in 2006, we began leading worship almost uh, about six months in when we first got here uh, for the college ministry, which was known as Transit at the time. Um, and we got, the pro got to going through that process and we came on staff and began leading worship. We helped plant the North Campus originally, so we were there for a little while. And then we went and helped plant the Monk's Corner Campus. We were there for two years. And then we were out at Remount for four years before we stepped into this current opportunity to lead the Ridgeville plant. 
And so don't get scared. I'm not a temporary guy. I'm just passionate about seeing faith church multiply and take more, king, more reach for the kingdom of God. But God has led us into this opportunity. And while I was leading worship in my spare time, what I would do is I would actually travel from state to state and lead worship for youth conferences, DNL events and the Baptist conferences, different things like that, wherever there's an opportunity to travel an evangelist or something like that needed, someone like that needed somebody to lead worship, I would be there. And this one time I was with this traveling evangelist who said something that stuck with me. He knew my heart was church multiplication. He said this, he says, God is a lot like a freight train. He's taking people and things to new places all the time. We will either get on board with where he is going or we will get left behind. See, I think there's a lot of truth to what he was saying there. Because this morning I'm telling you that there's an open door of opportunity for us to go and plant a campus in the Knottsville, Ridgeville community. By the way, that's going to be happening at William Reeves Elementary at 10 a.m. next Sunday. And if you live in the Knottsville, Ridgeville area, I want to invite you to come out and celebrate all that God has been doing. Because he's been up to some really amazing things. And will you come out and just celebrate with us? You're without excuse for not being there. You were just invited by the campus pastor. So there's no reason you shouldn't be there next week. All right. (laughs) I read a book by Dr. Henry Blackaby one time called Experiencing God that kind of relates to what I'm saying. He said this, he says, as Christians, we don't get the right to invite God into what we are doing. He invites us to be a part of what he's up to. Wow. We consider being a part of what he's doing. I'll tell you this, planning Ridgeville has been like the the most unreal experience I've been through on journey with God. It has been a total different experience uh, than me and my wife have ever experienced. Like, it started out as a simple conversation me and Pastor Larry were having in his office about what God was up to, and then Jason talked to me about it, and we we considered the position and stepped into the role And uh, as we answered the call, he led us to a small group that was meeting up in the Ridgeville community. There's about 10, 12 people there at the time. And so we got to building relationships there with them and getting to know them and just loving on them. And we began like praying together. And then we were studying the word together. And then we began seeking God's heart for our city more than our own. As we began doing that, he began to multiply what was taking place. What, was, what started out as 10 or 12 people grew to 20. And then we started looking and saying, what are you doing, God? We know you want to start a campus here. It's like been a long journey at this point. It's getting to be around September of last year when we thought we would launch. We were like, God, what are you up to? And next thing you know, he just throws this land right in front of us, right off the I-26, right in the Ridgeville area. Like we had no meeting place whatsoever. And next thing you know, we have 13.5 acres of land that we're projecting to build a 10,800 square foot building on over the next year as a permanent meeting place. That 13 and a half acres, by the way, now has multiplied to well over 40 acres of land that somebody donated to us. You think God's up to something great in Ridgeville? I think he's up to some pretty amazing things. We began hosting uh, interest meetings back in July, and we saw well over 80 people attending those actively, coming out and just getting connected to what God is doing. We've had 48 people sign up for serve on teams that will help make Sundays possible. 
See, God is really doing some amazing things. And he's been preparing us for what it looks like to go and reach our city. But then here he comes along again and he says, you know what? I've prepared you to go. Now I'm telling you it is time to go. And so he opens the door at William Rees Elementary. He says, go and love my city. And that's where we're heading. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to be faithful to trust him for what it looks like as we go. Listen, in order for that to come to pass this morning, I think a few things have to happen before we leave here today. Pastor Laurel kind of alluded to that, that there's something going to happen at the end of service that's vital before we leave. And I want you to understand that the first thing of when it comes to planting Ridgefield is you and I at Faith Church need to understand that we're commissioned to go. We're commissioned to go. I struggle with this first point a little bit. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't know if I should use the word commissioned or we should use the word called for them to write in. God quickly reminded me that commissioned is the right word. I looked it up on Siri. What's the definition between the two? You know, commissions is an instruction or command to a person or a group of people to do something. To do something. Let's be a people who do something. Notice what it said to Joshua in our introductory text. God called him to do something. He commissioned him to do something. And notice what it really says there. It's, it, it, he didn't ask Joshua to lead them to a place that was meant for him. He told him to lead the people to a place that was meant for them. It was a place that was meant for them. Let's jump over to verse 2 real quick and carry on here. It says, Therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people in the land that I am giving to them. Who is the them this place, in this uh, story? It's Israel. It's the nation that he's leading to the promised land. And what I want to say to you this morning is that you are the them when it comes to the Knottsville Ridgeville community campus. We believe that the Knottsville Ridgeville Community Campus is meant for some of you this morning. Not all of you, because we couldn't host you even if we had you all come. All right? We're not starting out with a building that big. But for some of you. And who are the some of you? It's the people who are already living in the community and doing life there. You do life there. You own homes. You live there. You're, you're doing life with your family and your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers and others who are in need of the place that you connect and grow spiritually the most at Faith Church. Listen, it's a step of obedience and direction that God is leading us that will result in the promise that he has already spoken over us. That every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've already given to you. Listen, we're not waiting on it. He's already given it to us. We just have the obedience to go and take a step in that direction. And we trust him for the outcome of it. Listen, we don't have to fear the outcome of what God has already granted success. He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I want to leave you or forsake you. He is with us. He is for us. He is not against us. And he's going before us. And not only is he going before us, he's going beside us. And he's going to work in and through us to fulfill the vision and mission of what it means to see more people know God, grow together, discover purpose, and make a difference in the Knottsville Ridgeville community. 
Listen, we're commissioned to go because God has already called us to be a people who are not only set apart by him, but for him and for his purpose. I want to tell you this morning, you were not saved from something only. You were saved for something. And you were saved to be a people who carry the message of the good news. Paul put it this way. He said, how can they know unless they go? Unless someone preaches. How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Not a messenger, a messenger's and we are messengers of the hope that Jesus has placed in us. He's told us to be a people who go and make disciples of all nations. And he said to them before his ascension in Acts, before he went back to heaven to be set at the right hand of the Father, he looked at the apostles and he simply said this, you will be my witnesses, telling everyone about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Have you considered yet that God has given you a Jerusalem that you have to take ownership of the lostness that exists in the community where he has placed you? You have a Jerusalem this morning. And for some of us here, it's the Knottsville, Ridgeville community. And we can go and make a difference there. But maybe you're asking, what does it look like for me to go and do something like that? Do you want me to work a lot? Because you're going to be in a school, and I know what that looks like because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of set up, tear down. Let me present it to you this way. How we view people determines how we serve people. And we'll either see them as a hindrance or we'll see it as an opportunity. And it's an opportunity. And the great news is it's temporary. I already told you we're building a building. 10 months, 10, 12 months, it's all we need to make a difference and get this thing started. What if I tell you this, every call of God consists of a journey with God. There's never a place where he calls somebody where there isn't a journey he has to take them on. For the apostles, it was three years, a journey with God. One of my favorite authors, John C. Maxwell, says this, where there is no journey, there is no leadership. And where there is no leadership, there is no vision, and there's no direction toward the place that you're going. We have vision because Pastor Larry has been faithful to hear from God and say it's time to go to the Knottsville Ridgeville community, and we're being obedient. Listen, this journey that we're going on consists of a couple things, but it's going to begin with one thing. We focus on the matter that matters most. We will focus on the matter that matters most. Notice what he told Joshua in the next passage. I'm gonna pick it up in verse six. He says, be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous, being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to, from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, say do, everything written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, God is with you. You know, as a worship leader, one of the things I always struggle with the most is when we invite God to a place that he already is. God's 
God, God's omnipresent. There's no place that he isn't. But there is places that his presence is going. Right? And he's leading. That we have to go with. If we won't get on board with that, we're going to miss it. Listen, I believe that what we do matters. But my point here is in this moment is that while what we do matters, who we are is what matters most. Listen, what we do matters, but who we are is what matters most. Let me tell you a little something about Joshua you may not know. Joshua was known as a man who spent a lot of time in the tent. He spent a lot of time in the tent. What I'm talking about is the tent that Moses set up outside the camp known as the tent of meeting. And it says that Moses would set this tent up quite a ways from the camp, about five-eighths of a mile to be exact. And he would walk out there and as he went out there and he went in, it says the presence of the Lord would fall on that place and he would meet with God and God would meet with him and he would speak with Moses as a friend face to face. And it says afterward, Moses would leave and go back to camp. But his assistant, Joshua, would remain there. He remained there. Joshua didn't leave. And what that tells me is simply this. He understood the importance of what it means to spend quality and quantitative time in the presence of God. Because he understood that his private life would affect his public platform. If you and I are going to be a people who serve people, then it begins with his presence. It doesn't begin with our gifts. It begins with his presence in our life. See, I believe what God was saying to Joshua was reminding him of the importance of focusing on the matter that matters most. And that can only happen where and where you and I are committed to spending time in God's presence at the feet of Jesus each and every week. Listen, before we serve, let's consider this, that serving should come out of the overflow of the time that you and I have spent sitting at the feet of Jesus each and every week. Loving God and loving his people both effectively and efficiently is rooted in our commitment to both personal and corporate times of prayer, fasting, worship, fellowship with God among like-minded people. Listen, we can't be effective Apart from the presence of God, we're not effective in our purpose because his spirit cannot bless what he is not in. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that will go and produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We can do nothing apart from the presence of God. We need his presence in our life more than his provision. There's a story my favorite story, and I've told it many times. Found in Luke 10. Jesus is walking through a specific village, certain small village, it says, when he comes to the home of Martha, and he's invited in there. And as he came in, Martha missed the significance of who was there. It says she became distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing while her sister Mary sat at his feet listening to everything that he taught. Martha becomes upset by this because she's doing all this work. So she comes to Jesus. She says, Jesus, 
doesn't it bother you that I'm doing all this work here while my sister just sits there? Tell her to get up and help me. Jesus is so telling when he responds to her. He just looks at her and he goes, Martha, Martha. Can you imagine? Martha, Martha. Lorel, You know? You're worried and upset over all these details and all these things. But there's only one thing that matters the most. Mary has found it, and it will not be taken from her. Let me ask you this morning, have you found the one thing that won't be taken from you? It's his presence. It's his presence. Listen, we believe here at faith in a, a value called serve one, sit one. And uh, it's not our desire that when you step up to serve on a team that you would serve every week. I mean, if that's your preference and that's who, how God has made you, then yeah, make allotment for that. But here's the thing, like, it's all about this. Serving is based on the time that we spend sitting. And so we love to see people who serve one service, but the next they sit to get refilled and what I would say is that some of us in here, we've served and we've, we've, we've come through our season of sitting. And it's time for us to step up and into purpose. But there's some of us in this room here today that have been serving. And it's time for us to sit. Even if it's just for one service. All right? Let's get with Jesus. Listen, we should never get so caught up in our doing for Jesus that we forget the importance of what it means to be with and for him. Listen, it's his presence that sets us apart, both in our coming and going as a people. And while we'll be a people who go to the Knottsville Ridgeville area and we'll serve those that God leads to us, we will also be a people who value his presence above his provision for us. And it's his presence that we believe will grant us his success. It's Jesus who changes lives. It's not us. Jesus changes lives. You know what your and my responsibility is? Pastor spoke a little bit about it last week when it talks about being in your purpose. Love. Love changes things. It is Jesus' love for us that changed the world. It's his love in us that changes us. It's his love through us that impacts others. Love has to be our highest goal. And that means we have to love people who are not like us, that don't think like us, don't dress like us, doesn't believe like us. They have questions. They don't know what we know. And we can't expect them to be something that they're not, especially when they're not even sure they believe yet. So we love them where they are so that Jesus can lead them to the place that they need to be in a life-giving relationship with God through him. Presence is so important because Moses says this in Exodus 33. I want you to capture this. He says, see, you say to me, bring up this people. You have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, 
If your presence will not go with me, do not bring me up from this place. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth. Listen, like Moses, I don't want to go any place that God hasn't said that he is personally going. But I do know one thing. God is the one who opened this door of opportunity to us so I know exactly where he's going so I can follow his lead into it and know that it's secure. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're saying, well, I would love to go to Ridgeville with you, but I don't want to leave my church. Well, I want to say here at Faith Church, each and every week we gather together and we get into God's presence together. And when I say Faith Church, I mean Somerville, North Charleston, Munts Corner, Goose Creek, Remount, Lieber, Ridgeville, Walterboro. Listen, at Walterboro, we will gather each and every week to celebrate not only what God has done, but what he is doing and what he's still yet to do on behalf of his people. As we gather together for Sunday services, celebrate through worship, word, and a message and a prayer. We'll also gather throughout the week in small groups. It's no different than what we already do. It's the same place. Listen, we're not separate entities of one another. We are one church with many locations. I'm here to tell you today, we are faith. We are faith. And while we need God at the forefront of this, how many agree with that? We need God at the forefront of this. I'll remind you of this too, that we're still serving the God who works through people. He does a work through us. I'm here to tell you that the greatest asset that Jesus ever chose to be his church is you. It's you. And he acts and moves through like-minded people to accomplish extraordinary things. I like to think that you and I think a lot alike and we believe alike because we're both at faith this morning. And some of us, we come back each and every week and we're here together, which tells me that you value the same things that I value, the four core values. So guess what? Unity is already there. And unity is important. It's what like-mindedness is about. Unity. We're not talking about uniformity. We're talking about unity. We value the same things. What can we do if we just gather up together and go and do this thing together? Look at it this way. Think about it this way. Jesus gathered and equipped 12 ordinary men. He sent them out to change the world, and they did. But they didn't do it apart from his presence. You know what, Pastor, and my goal was this morning as we said this. It wouldn't shock us if we were able to gather at least 100 people from these services who were committed to go with us. Why do you say that? Because right here at Faith Church, Knoxville, Ridgeville area, we have 250 to 350 people who actively attend Faith Church in all of our locations. 
Your Jerusalem awaits you. Say, well, I don't really feel all qualified. Great, neither did the apostles. And they were fishermen. They caught fish, and sometimes they couldn't even do that. Jesus had to tell them to do that. You're fishing from the wrong side of the boat, man. I want to just tell you this. You know the apostles were really no different than you were. They weren't. But I will tell you this. What they didn't seek was the applause of men. They sought the applause of the divine, of the divine, of the divine. As a matter of fact, it says this, as they stood before the council being condemned for sharing the good news in the name of Jesus in the city, they were recognized as ordinary, uneducated men who had been with Jesus. Listen, when you've been with Jesus, when you focus on what matters most, people know it. Moses came down off the mountaintop after spending time with Jesus, a God on the mountain, and his face was lit up that he had to put a veil on. People know when we've been with Jesus, and it makes a difference. People recognize that, and they see that. Listen, you have what is necessary. You already have what's necessary. He says, I've given you everything that you need for this life of faith. Listen, we're just looking for people who are passionate about Jesus. We're looking for people who are passionate about their purpose. We're looking for people who are passionate about people. Are you passionate about those God has placed around you and their eternal destiny? Listen, I believe so many of us in this room, we have purpose. And what I'm saying is I don't want you to miss your what-if opportunity this morning. Because here it is before us. You have passions, dreams, and gifts that God has given you that he desires to do a work through. And if you're struggling with confidence this morning what it looks like to step into that, and go on journey with us. Let me tell you this, that being strong and courageous for God has nothing to do with self-confidence. It has everything to do with the confidence that God has in you. And he is confident in you this morning and we are confident in you. Why? Because his spirit resides in those who've given their lives to him. You know, God doesn't often call us to things that isn't already bigger than us. And I would say that if the dream that we're having isn't already bigger than us, then we're probably dreaming too small. Because he's a God who loves to do the great works. It's a reminder of who it is that calls us to the work and who it is we have to rely on to see it through. It's not us. It's him. And we believe he will and he already has. As I'm wrapping up this morning, I want to turn your attention to what Joshua does in response to everything that God has spoken over him. He calls the people together. And we've got people. And you say, Brian, don't you have enough people already? No. Well, you said you had 48. Well, it takes 50 for one service. And if we're going to really do what we value, where we say serve one, sit one, then we're going to need another 50 just to make it happen every two weeks. Let me tell you this, the third thing I believe that God has called us to do is that we go together. We go together. Look what he says to them. It says, and Joshua commanded the officers of the people, 
Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions for within three days, say seven days, you are to pass over this Jordan to go and take possession of the land that I am giving to them. Listen, in seven days, we're going to leave this place and we're going to go and start and host our first service at William Rees Elementary at 10 a.m. And we are going to be faithful to see all that God has in store for us because it took a step of obedience in the right direction. And we're going to cross over this thing and we're going to rely on him for the outcome. But notice what he says to a few other clans. He says, and to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said this. It's like a pastor coming up on stage and saying, hey, Somerville, hey, Goose Creek, hey, North Charleston, hey, Monk's Corner, hey, Remount. Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. He said, the Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. While your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan, the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them. Say, help them. Until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Only then shall you return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land toward the sunrise. What I want you to understand this morning is that some of us here, we've already found our place of rest. Somerville's your place, Goose Creek's your place, North Charleston's the place, Mons Corner, Remount, Walterboro's their place. would you consider this idea that there are brothers and sisters among you who are still on journey of what it looks like to go and obtain theirs. And God never said they do it alone. He said, you, you who have been resting, help them, not forever, until they find rest. Help us find rest this morning as we go and we love a city that God has placed before us. That's when we go together because we're better together. We accomplish more together than we ever do alone. And I'm not inviting you to simply serve a need this morning because we need ushers We need greeters, we need parkers, we need security workers, we need vocalists, we need musicians, we need kids workers. I'm not saying serve a need. I'm inviting you to step into your God-given potential and purpose to go and make a difference that will last for eternity. Doesn't mean you have to stay. It's just till we find rest. Let me share with you what God spoke to us as we were seeking Him in that small group. 
He said the same thing over and over and over to us. Be the church to the city. Not just a church in it. Anybody can be a building. God calls us to be a people, a movement. It shows what life change really is. Movement of love. And so we believe that while we may start small, I can tell you this, we're dreaming big because of the promises he's spoken over us. Because we don't believe that Ridgeville is the end game. It's not the end or last campus. It's just the start of more. Now I've already told you that intentional discipleship is what leads to intentional multiplication. So we're gonna be a people who disciple people for the purpose of believing the promise that God has spoken over us, that we will become the next campuses, campus that helps launch future campuses. We will be a people. Yeah, come on. So we're not gonna hoard people. You have purpose and you have calling. God tells us, be faithful with that. So when that disciple people, so we can make, plant more campuses. So we got people who are driving 45 miles just to come to the Ridgeville campus. How far is too far? They could be our next campus. Orangeburg, Bamberg, Santee. Gosh, dream, let's dream. God has great things in the year of greater things. But you know what? It all starts somewhere. And I want to tell you that it starts today. It's today, it's today, it's today. Today is your day that you can step into purpose. You can step into calling and you are commissioned to go. You don't need permission. You already have it. You can go. You can go with us. Notice how they respond. These three tribes he speaks to. He says, all that I've commanded you, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. And they end with these five simple words, only be strong and courageous. Listen, will you be strong and courageous today? We just step up, just step up, be confident in who God has called you to be. He's confident in you and we're confident in you. He's going to do a work through you. You'll never imagine that he'll do. But if you're considering it today, we have people who are out in the foyer waiting on you already to receive you. They wanna get to know you. They wanna help you get plugged into all that God is doing. You can serve up for, you can sign up for a team or you can just meet them. You can pray for them. Here's what I believe. I believe that you are a vital part of what it means to see this thing through and to make a difference. And what I wanna to say to you is don't fear, don't be afraid. He's with you, he's with us, and he's for us. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you today. I wanna invite Pastor Laurel to come on back up. Many years ago, Talking with Pastor when it was just we were in building one over there. 
felt like God was doing something in faith and it began to grow. And I saw in my mind a picture of a hub right here in Somerville. We were already having missions trips going across the ocean in that direction. But I saw a hub and like, a, like the spoke of a wheel. And there was these different spokes going out in all different directions. Didn't know what that meant, but I could see that picture in my mind. Six or eight months ago, we were sitting there in the conference room with the campus pastors. We were talking. And as we were talking about God, was what he was doing with all these different campuses, I turned around and I drew this little box and it began to come back to my mind. And there was Somerville Faith. And then over here was North and over here was Remount and over here was Monk's Corner and over here was Goose Creek. And I saw that wheel coming to life. Now, we're excited about what God's doing. I'm gonna ask Brian and his wife and his family to come right here. We're gonna pray over them, but if you have been prompted by the Holy Spirit, you've already been coming to some of these meetings and you believe in Bridgeville, I want you to come and stand with them because we're gonna commission all of you. We're gonna pray for you. Now, what you've been looking at this morning while, the, while these other workers are coming, see that picture right there? You say, well, that's not much on that picture, just a bunch of stumps and trees and stuff. Let me tell you what that picture represents. At one time, what you're sitting in right now looked just like that. I was here when there was only two buildings. God began to grow and began to build. And this that you're sitting in looked like that right there. Let me tell you what's going to be exciting. That right there is Ridgeville campus. We've already ordered steel. It's on its way. It's going to be here in October. And what he was telling you about, man, it was exciting. When we bought 13 acres on one side of the road, the man came in and says, hey, I like what you're on. Okay, let's do a deal. Pastor's anointed. I'm telling you, God uses him to make some deals now. We had 13 acres. The guy talked to us, long story short. You know what we did? We walked across the street, literally. There's the 13. We ended up with 20-some acres here. Before the deal was over, we got 40 acres. Tell me that's not God. Tell me he's not doing something in Ridgeville. Tell me it's not happening. All I can say is when people say, well, we're going to lose some people in here. Yeah, you're right. Some of them's going to leave Goose Creek. Some of them are going to leave Monk's Corner. They're going to leave all these different campuses to go to Ridgeville. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. God hadn't called me. He's called these people. But he's called you to be the base camp. See, the hub is important. There is no successful army without a successful base camp. Oh, man. I'm getting on you now. <laughs> I want you to stand with me, soldiers. Because you are the base camp. You are the base camp. This is the role that you play. To pray and anoint these. And God sends them I want you to stretch your hand in this direction. If you're close enough, you want to come lay hands on one of these people, you can. But we're going to pray that God will anoint them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for each one of these that you have called, you have commissioned. You are sending them out. You are placing a desire in their heart, Lord, to see the gospel of Jesus spread across the communities of Ridgeville and Jedburg and all of those communities, Lord, around them. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, as you've already called them, that you would now anoint them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, you would fill them with power that they don't have of themselves. You said you would be with them and you would go with them. You would not forsake them. And we claim that in the name of Jesus. 
that, Lord, they would not just have church on Sundays up there in Ridgeville, but they would be the church. They would be the church in that community. Use them, Almighty God. Open doors of opportunity to share with people on the farms and, and the communities around and then that school. And, Lord, when they begin to meet in that school, to have church next week, I pray that the presence of God will flow up and down the halls of that school. And people who come the following week will know that something different happened because there was a church meeting there in the power of Jesus. I thank you. I praise you for it, Lord. And use us. Use us the base camp right here at Somerville. Lord, quicken our minds to remember to pray for these, to encourage them. Maybe give one of them a call and say, hey, how's it going in Ridgeville? To reach out to them, Lord become the strong base for them. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you all of these people who are going to Ridgeville. But thank you. Thank you, Base Camp, for being that. those who will support them in your prayers and your giving. And God will continue to make it happen. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you again next week unless you're in Ridgeville. Thanks for listening to the Faith Church Podcast. We are one church at five locations, streaming online every Sunday morning at live.faithishere.org. We hope that you're challenged and encouraged by today's message. And if you'd like to watch or listen to previous messages, or if you'd like to learn more about who we are as a church and how you can stay connected, head over to faithishere.org.